The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I will be actually rocking this one solo today, uh, giving everybody a little day off. We only have a five-game slate here, so we're going to breeze right through it, hopefully. Uh, I say we, and it's just me. Uh, I don't know who I'm, who, who's, who we is, but uh, we will be rocking right through it, or me will be rocking right through it. Uh, we start with the big news. The, the first game of the night is going to be uh, big news right there because KD is not going to play. But before we get into that, I do want to shout out to uh, one of our presenting sponsors, my bookie. And if you're not playing my bookie, uh, what are you doing? And ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. And I always get asked who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes. And I'll tell you what, I tell them uh, where you bet is just as important as where you're betting on. Uh, that's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship uh, college football game on January 11th, guys, one week from today, and on very NFL on every NFL playoff game. Uh, you know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. My bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, that's H O O P B A L L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want a little extra excitement uh, to the sports you love and the games you love and the, and the games you bet. So bet with the best, bet with my bookie, and. Shout out to them again. Last night, I was just on there. I made a couple bets. I was playing a little bit of casino games. They gave me 25 free spins. I don't know what I did, but they gave me 25 free spins in uh, uh, this weird <laughs> this weird slot game. Uh, but it was just fun. I, I think I won $12 on it, but oh well, any, anything's good. And, and it was just free out of nowhere, and I said, oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I digress. Let's get on into this game. I think this is going to be a quick one. I know Mike did his in about 45 minutes last night. He went through, I believe, nine games. Uh, we got five. Uh, some of these games I don't even really like, so it's going to be a quick one. But the first one we have is the Utah Jazz at the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the over-under for this is currently 231.5 with a negative three-point spread um, from Brooklyn. They are the home favorites. I'm assuming this might change a little bit. Uh, with the news that I'll get to in just one second, that Kevin Durant is not going to play in this one, and he's not going to play for at least seven days. He will be quarantining. Uh, but he is definitely out for this one, as is Spencer Dinwiddie, as is Nicholas Claxton, and Derek Favors is probable. I'm assuming that as we get closer to the game time, uh, this might go down a little bit. And the betting man says the under with no Kevin Durant, uh, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, let's start with... You know what? I'm by myself today, so I'm going to start with the big news and, and the Kevin Durant side. We usually start with the away team, but I'm going to go straight into the Nets on this one. Um, with no Kevin Durant, where do we look for value and where do we look for usage? Um, it starts with Kyrie Irving, obviously. He's going to take a big bump in usage, as will Kyrie LeVert. 
who now becomes a solid play again. I haven't been getting much Levert exposure unless both those guys were out. Uh, but this game at 6,600, he's a pretty good price tag, knowing that there's not going to be KD. Uh, he's just he's going to share the ball with Kyrie. Uh, so that that's a, a big usage to him. But Kyrie Irving at 9,300 becomes definitely in play. Even with Kevin Durant, he's he's a great play, and, and he could bring back value. But with no Kevin Durant, we saw last year whenever this guy plays, he's, he's just going to he's gonna shoot. Uh, even in a matchup like this with a slog-it-down Utah Jazz team, he's he's definitely in play for me as is, as Levert. Outside of those two, you know Joe Harris is going to get a little bit extra usage, usage as well, uh, but I'd rather just pay the 1000 up to Levert if you have that cash. Uh, if you don't, if you're stuck at 56 here, it doesn't make a bad play. Uh, but TLC, now someone's going to be starting in this lineup, uh, whether it's Prince, TLC. I know <laughs> I, we, I call him Luke Carrot now. I know Luke Carrot's been getting a couple starts here and there anyway, but he's definitely going to be playing. And, and last time we saw that there was no there was no Kyrie and Durant in that time, but he, had, he played 40 minutes in that game and dropped 21 points with six boards. So uh, if he can get himself 30 minutes at 3,700, great value. Great value, even even in a, a slow down, uh, uh, pace down spot against the Jazz. But that's pretty much it. I know Kevin Durant's out, but most of the usage is going to go to Irving and Levert, a little bit to Joe Harris, and uh, you have Le- uh, Luke here and Torian Prince as the people who are going to benefit from getting extra minutes there. But Torian Prince isn't someone that I'm going to look at, uh, and I'm probably not gravitating too much towards Joe Harris either. It's just if you're in that spot, he does he makes for an okay play. But let's get on over to the Jazz, who are the Jazz. They are super boring to me. The Jazz are one of the slowest teams in the league, sitting 24th this year in pace, while having a defensive rating just outside the top 10. That's literally been the case with them for years now, and they just continue to play the same. Uh, on their side of the ball, Rudy Gobert is the most expensive player at 7700 but he's going to go against two big bangers. I know Jared Allen isn't the greatest of defenders, so uh, Rudy Gobert is going to be in an, an okay spot but maybe less rebounds with two guys that are just pretty much his size as well. Uh, so I, I, I'm just, um, I never feel comfortable playing Rudy Gobert at his eight, nearly eight K uh, price tag. His upside is just not, he's not a 25 and, and 20 guy. Uh, usually he, he rips down boards, but he's just not a, a scorer. So usually gravitate a little off of him. Uh, but here, Mitchell and Conley are probably my two favorite plays on this team. Uh, Conley has been playing better. Mitchell's been kind of picking it up a little bit, but his upside is still pretty good. Uh, I would lean towards taking the $500 discount and going Conley, but either of those guys are are decent for me. Outside of that, this Jazz team is never a team that I like to target. I can't get more than one or two players in it if that um, on a on a big slate, on a slow smaller slate like this, I'll give it some consideration. But I just don't like playing against a team that I know just doesn't want to move the ball and doesn't have the fantasy-friendly f- type of uh, environment that you're looking for. But if I'm going to look here, I'll go the two guards. Um, I think we can find a little bit better than Gobert at the center spot here. Uh, but let's move on to the next game. We have the a rematch again. We're, we're seeing this a lot, uh, teams rematching, whether it's one night after, or just the night, at, or one night after, or one night in between. Uh, we're, the NBA is trying to cut down on traveling, so this is why we have a lot of rematches, uh, very short turnarounds. But we have the Los Angeles Lakers at the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Uh, in this one, we have Alex Caruso out for the Lakers. Caldwell Pope, questionable, and LeBron James, questionable. Feels like LeBron James has been questionable pretty much every game, and he has yet to miss a game. Uh, I know they were talking about rest and uh, all this all this stuff going into it, but LeBron James has yet to miss a game. Knowing that, I don't think he misses this one either. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, though. But on the Grizzlies' side, we have a big, long list, as usual. We have Justice Winslow, John Morant, Jaron Jackson headlining. Those guys shouldn't be back anytime soon. Uh, then we have John Concar, who's also out. He played last game. Uh, Jonte Porter, Killian Tilly, they're all out as well. Now let's start with the Lakers. They're the away team. We're going to go back to the original script, what I do, like starting with the away team and then going to the home team. Uh, but the Lakers are also nine and a half point road favorites here, and the over-under is a lower 218. It's one of the lower on the, on the slate so far. Um, probably the lowest. We, we have one game that we don't have the uh, over-under for, and out of the four that we have, that this is the lowest by 10 points. So that's saying a lot of what the what Vegas thinks of, of this game here. On the Lakers side, I mean, it, it you, it's, it's the same thing usually. Uh, we have, if LeBron James misses, Kyle Kuzma comes in play to me. At 5,500, that's great value. If he misses, AD becomes a little more appealing as well at 9,500. I don't love the matchup for him, but at 9,500, if LeBron James isn't playing, great. If LeBron James is playing, I, I'd rather have LeBron over AD. Uh, he's just playing better right now, and it's it's a better matchup for him. Uh, with, with LeBron and KCP don't play, Taylor Horton Tucker at 3,400, great value. The guy probably would start, and I say that hesitantly because they might just throw Wes Matthews in there and have Horton Tucker come off the bench and score some points. Uh, but he should see more minutes if both those guys don't play. If if one of them plays, especially LeBron, then uh, he can sit on not on my team as well again. Uh, but if LeBron doesn't play, we're going to get a little bit more usage for everybody. Um, maybe Schroeder comes back into play as well. Uh, but with LeBron playing, he's the singular guy that I'm looking at on this team. Everybody else... It's just not a matchup that I'm looking for because you don't know if it's going to be a blowout. Last game, the first half was very competitive. The third quarter started turning a little bit, uh, and then it became a double-digit uh, win. But uh, what if, if if they all play this game, it might not be that close in the first half again. So we might have more tort- Horton Tucker or, or other people, just everybody playing a little bit of minutes here. So I don't feel safe outside of LeBron in this game. And if he doesn't play, then... There's some value to be found here. But going on to the other side of the ball, we have the Memphis Grizzlies who are missing their two best players because Jaron Jackson is number two. Uh, here you have Jonas Valanciunas as the highest priced guy on this team at seven seventy six or 7.6. I don't like him in this matchup against Gasol, AD, Montrezl Harrell, uh, all these people that are just really good, good defensive team. And there's no Ja Morant to get him clean, easy shots. So I'm not going to look at him. Slow-mo's been playing very well, but I don't also like this matchup for him either. He's not been shooting the ball particularly well, but he has been shooting the ball. If he was more 5400 price tag, I would be all over him. 63 I think we have some solid value there to be found. Uh, but on the other side, there's just not too many people I am crazy about here with the game script and the potential blowout, the low game point total, uh, and all this factors into 
I don't really trust any Grizzly to put that put my money there. Um, with that said, if I'm going to look and you think it's going to be a blowout, I lean towards Jang at a very reasonable uh, 4K and um, Desmond Bain at a reasonable 4.2K. So those are the people I would look for if you don't think it's going to be close in the first half like last game. I think it's going to be a little bigger of a – this is assuming LeBron plays. Even if LeBron doesn't play, I think it's uh, not going to be as close as the last game was for three and a half quarters. Uh, but one guy I do want to highlight is DeAnthony Melton. I'm really high on this guy, especially with there's no John Morant. Uh, he's going to be doing a lot for this team. He was healthy last game, apparently. He was available. He just didn't play. Uh, we don't know what that is. Maybe he wasn't in game shape. Maybe they didn't want to throw him in there. Uh, maybe he was one of those guys where he wasn't really healthy enough to play. They just activated him, uh, and they were giving him one more game. I don't, I don't know the full case. Maybe in warm-ups he um, just didn't look as good as they wanted. Whatever the case is, we need to have news on him before you can play him, obviously. But at 3,600, if this guy is ready to play even 20 minutes, that's a smash spot for him. He could he only would need a 20 points to give you value, and he can easily exceed that. And if he's ready to play 25 minutes, lock him in. 30 minutes, lock him in. That's that. This is just too cheap for a guy that is probably going to be starting. And if not, he's the definite sixth man. He could play uh, anywhere from the one to the three, and he should be getting a lot of different type of looks and his game is very fr- fantasy friendly so at 3600 if they say if they tell us what happened last game and, and he's ready to play uh, 20 to 30 minutes or so then he's going to be in a lot of my lineups at that fantastic price tag uh, the one thing is maybe they don't want to play him too much in a blowout scenario but maybe they do want to get him some his feet wet and get ready for another game so it's something to keep an eye on i can't lock him in now but it's something that I am definitely going to be on watch as we get closer to game time and tip off and, and we get pregame and he gets in this pregame workout and all that type type of stuff. Um, but we have, we're already two games in and it's been a solid 15 minutes. So I think I could do it uh, before I get to the next one. I do want to shout out our guys at Manscaped. So listen up fellas, Manscaped is back and they have a new product. They just released the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven downstairs. Uh, the Weed Whacker is forever changing the grooming game. The nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps you prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Uh, the Manscaped Premium Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor power, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. How about that for a tongue twister? Uh, Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Uh, So look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL. H-O-O-P-2-0. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. All right, guys. Back to our scheduled programming and back to the 9 p.m. 
um, tip-off time of the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Denver Nuggets, a game that I am going to like. Uh, and, and we're going to like a couple of these ones in the back here. Uh, this game features a 228 over under, and the Nuggets are home favorites by uh, giving 12 points. The injury report on this game, we have Michael Porter Jr. is out still, and Greg Whittington is out for the Nuggets. And on the Timberwolves side, we have Carl Anthony Towns still out. I think that's going to be a while. And Jalen Noel and Josh Okogie, both questionable. Now let's start with the Nuggets. Uh, let's start with the just breaking down this game. So if you're not familiar with both of these teams, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of inside. The Nuggets are playing slow this year. They're towards the bottom in the league in, in pace pace of play uh, with a give you the exact I know they're in the bottom five they are the third to last team number 28 in pace of play this year while the Minnesota Timberwolves are 10th highest in their pace of play uh, so it's a pretty big pace up spot for the Nuggets uh, a less a low pace pace down spot for the uh, Timberwolves but if I don't know if you guys have noticed but the Nuggets who are a really good basketball team but they are them and the Wolves both are the two worst defensive rated teams in the league as we stand. I know it's only been a handful of games, but the the Timberwolves are the worst defensive rated team in the league right now, giving up 117 points per game, while the Nuggets are giving up 116.1. So that says a lot of things that we might see a ton of offense, even if it's not pretty, even if it's a little slower of pace that the wolves are used to but we might see a ton of points on the board i know vegas has them at 228 which of the four games currently over under they are third highest so uh they're only higher than the last game but uh something says that these teams aren't playing great defense let's start with the uh the timberwolves in this one they have so many players but nobody is standing out to me, outside of D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley at the moment in this particular matchup. D'Angelo Russell's at 7,200. Malik Beasley's at 6,300. Russell has been shooting very poorly. And, and he's shooting 42% from the field, but he's shooting almost 40% from three-point land, which try and explain that one. Uh, and he's shooting 40, 40% from the free-throw line. So he's pretty much a 40-40-40 guy, <laughs> if you think about it, which is weird uh but he should he's getting the volume he's taking the last three games 19 16 and 15 shot attempts um he's averaging <clears throat> a little over close to 18 points a game uh in in dfs points he's averaging nearly 30 points a game or 35 points a game so he's he's getting the volume he's getting the shots up uh he's he's initiating the offense they just put rubio back on the bench but he's just not hitting him at an efficient clip going up against a team that I just mentioned is the second worst defensive rated team so far in the league. Maybe he hits them. And I, I think this is a good spot for him at 72. I'm, I'm willing to take that chance. And if you want it paid down and go with Malik Beasley, who is hot right now, the last two games, he's 18 of 29 shooting. Uh, he's made eight threes in his last three games combined. He scored, uh, over 20, 19, 21, and 25 in his last three. You want to go with the hot shooter? Beasley's the guy, too, because this is a good matchup for him. Uh, I like both these guys in this. I'm going to lean Russell if I have the money just because I think at some point this guy is too talented to to not have a, a big game here. He's he's kind of 
floating and, and just not doing anything. Last year, he didn't really do anything either. And he, he made an all-star appearance, and then it hasn't been the same since. But uh, I like him in this spot. And anybody else on this team, I'm just – I want to love the Wolves because they just like to run and they don't play any defense, and uh, it's fantasy-friendly. But everybody is kind of jumbled right now. You don't know who's going to do what in any particular game. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the two guards here and then move it on over to the Nuggets side. And the Nuggets are in a great spot. Uh, these teams just played each other, but there's and, and we saw who, who did what, so we know. But they are in a great spot. Uh, I don't mind stacking Jokic and Murray. I actually really like it, and I prefer Murray to Russell, even though I said I think Russell's going to be pretty good. Uh, Murray's coming off two back-to-back 30-point games. There's no Michael Porter Jr. They need more offense. Uh, Gary Harris is providing nothing. Will Barton is looking lost Paul Millsap's old there's no one really else out there when Porter's not playing then Jokic and Murray and uh, Jokic is the highest paid highest priced guy on the slate for a reason I I've almost I've never seen centers how many times can you see centers just averaging a triple double this dude has double digit assists in every single game he's he's just playing out of his mind right now he's 60 fantasy points per game uh, this is a fantastic matchup for him. Even if Towns is there, he's still a great matchup for him. But without Towns, it just even gets better. On uh, in Jamal Murray, there's not a single person on on the Wolves that are going to guard him, and he's getting the shots attempts. Uh, the last two, three of the last four games, he has over 20 shots. Fire him up here. I, I really love the the pace up for them and the team that they're playing. Just doesn't play defense. And um, when he's hot, this is it's going to be hard to stop him again. Uh, so those two guys are 100% in play for me, and I really like the idea of stacking them. Uh, outside of them, again, it's I, I like the matchup. I, I like them playing against a team that can't play defense, but it's very hard to trust everybody at their price tags. Uh, Will Barton should be good. He should cr- be able to get 35 points plus, uh, but I just don't trust it. If, if you want to take a chance on him at 57, I don't hate it, but he's playing – to make me not want to roster him at this spot. Um, In terms of everybody else, I think they're pretty priced accordingly, but I do want to keep an eye on Gary Harris because he's been playing putrid. Uh, I don't know how how else I can say that. Outside of two games where he went uh, back-to-back games and he went 11 of 21, he just hasn't shot the ball well. The last two and, and the last two games, and even against this Minnesota team, he shot, he's shooting three of 19 uh, or 17. So he, if he continues to play bad, the they, last game they put in uh, Facundo Campazzo, who I really like. And if he's going to uh, see another 20, 25 minutes, maybe take Gary Harris's role, try, try and set a, a start up, lit a light of fire under Gary Harris. Um, at 3,300, he's very good value. So I'm going to keep an eye on that pregame. I can't lock him in. I don't, his, his role isn't safe, but it's something I'm going to keep an eye on outside of uh, the two stars that I like on this team. But that's pretty much it for the Nuggets as well. There's not a lot of guys outside those two guys that you can trust, but you can trust those two guys. So let's go on to this third game of the night that starts at 10 p.m. tip-off time. It is the San Antonio Spurs against the Los Angeles Clippers. On the injury report, we only have Marcus Morris Sr. as out. And for the Spurs, unfortunately, Derek White is going to miss extended time again. He fractured his toe. Um... Just a tough loss there. Uh, we also have LaMarcus Aldridge, not officially, but he didn't play in the last game. And 
I'm just going to throw him as questionable. He's not officially on the um, injury report as of right now, and neither is Quandre Witherspoon, but I'm going to put them both questionable because, one, Witherspoon is rehabbing. Two, Aldridge, I, I don't know. We don't know what's going on with that guy, uh, but something something is afoot. Uh, the over-under for this game is the this is the only one that we do not have at the moment. Uh, there's no spread. There's no over-under, but um, it's probably going to be in the middle of the 228 and the 218. I would say about 224 over-under, and I'd give the Spurs uh, a solid six-and-a-half-point spread at home, seven-point seven spread at home. Uh, but let's start with the Spurs here. We have DeRozan at 7,900, Murray at 6,800, Keldon Johnson at 6,500. Um, not huge on DeRozan in this one. I like the guy, but this is, uh, even though they're playing against two um, the, the Clippers, who surprisingly are in the bottom 10 in defensive rating, as are the Spurs. Uh, the Clippers play at the slowest pace, while the, the Spurs play at the sixth highest place. I think it's a, a pace down spot, and I'm not too huge on them because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are there, and they could both guard them at any given moment. Uh, so that I'm, I'm just not feeling DeRozan in this one. Uh, Murray, kind of the same thing. I think Patrick Beverly's obnoxious, and he can get in his head a little bit. Uh, but without Derek White, Murray's going to handle the ball more, so, or, so is DeRozan. Don't hate the price tag, but... I'm not huge on it as either. Uh, Keldon Johnson to me is is in a pretty good spot. I know he's only 300 less than Murray now. I think he's priced accordingly. Uh, I really wish he was back to around that 6K or or 5.6. He, he jumped up a thousand in the in his last two games. I would give him some consideration, but I just think that price tag is very good now. It doesn't leave so much room for improvement, but this guy. Just beats my projection every game. He's been really, really good. Uh, and he's going to probably be guarded by Nicholas Batum, who has been having a, a little bit of a resurgence. But I think he has the best matchup on on this team. And if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm, I'm probably going to go Keldon Johnson. Uh, outside of him, I think Jakob Pertl, depending on what's going on with LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe LaMarcus Aldridge gets in play if he plays, but I, I don't know how much he's going to play. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, it's a very weird situation, but Jakob Pertl should play a pretty good amount of minutes, assuming he doesn't get in foul trouble and he can hang with this team uh, and, and run. He, he looks to be in a pretty good spot at 4,800. I would give him some consideration, uh, but he would definitely be a utility option after Jokic. Um, and a, and a couple other different guys here, but Jokic is, is the guy. Uh, let's go to the Clippers side of the ball, where they only have Marcus Morris Sr. out again. Uh, he was They said he was practicing last week, so he should be back soon, but he's not going to be back from this one. And the big news on the Clippers side of the ball, though, in terms of pricing, Paul George, who has been on a heater. Uh, the last three games, Paul George has over 50 DK points, uh, but the gap has now closed to... He's only $300 cheaper than Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so in this game in particular, I'm going to go with the claw for $300 extra. Uh, he's playing against the Spurs, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to say that the mask man, the mask man himself, uh, is not too happy with the Spurs still. I know it's been a couple years, but I think he still has sour feeling against his former team. And this is a re- quote-unquote revenge game. I would take Kawhi Leonard in this one to just... Run up the scoreboard if you can. 
uh, assuming that he's feeling pretty good and with his, he doesn't get hit in the face again. But I, I really like Kawhi Leonard in this one. Paul George also is not a bad play, but for the only $300 difference, uh, give me Kawhi Leonard and I won't look back in this one. Outside of him, I I mean, Zubak is another cheap option at center for only 4200 He should play a little bit in this game. I would expect him to see about 20 minutes unless they run Serge Ibaka a lot. But um, I just don't feel too safe about anybody else. It's pretty much Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and everybody else is playing. Uh, so I, I can't feel too good about anybody else in this particular matchup with their price tags. And I'm going to jump on over to the last game of the night, which is the Chicago Bulls against the Portland Trailblazers. This game starts at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And as of this writing, uh, we this is – oh, not the writing. As of this recording, it is the highest points for our game total of the night at 233.5. And, and I'm going to say it's going to stay that way. Uh, the spread is negative 10 Portland home favorites. They are giving 10 points to the Bulls. And on the injury report, we have Ryan Arcidiacono, Chandler Hutchison, Lori Markinen, Thomas Sadaransky all out again because of um, health and safety protocols. And the Blazers have Zach Collins out and Rodney Hood, who missed the last game, as questionable. We're going to start with the Bulls. And um, we start with the guy who went off last game uh, and made nine of his first 10. He was just on fire. Zach Levine put up 60 points last game. At 8K, he can definitely return value. Uh, I, I really like him in this. And the Bulls are playing at the – this is a pace-up spot for everybody. The Bulls are playing at the second-highest pace in the league right now. The Blazers are playing at the 13th highest. Uh, Portland, who we thought were going to be strong defensively, they've given up 115 points per game. I mentioned that the Wolves and Nuggets are last and second-to-last in points per game. Well, the Blazers are third-to-last in points per game. Um, a lot is a lot of that was from the last game when Steph dropped 62, but they are still third. And the Bulls, they're not too hot either. They're the sixth worst defensive rated team right now. So we have two games where four teams are in the bottom six in defensive rating, and that's where I'm going to pretty much target a lot of guys in value. Uh, but Zach Levine for 8K, I mentioned a couple other people at 8K or around that. I mentioned Paul George, that's it. Uh, but I really like Zach Levine in this one. He's just, he is this, without Laurie marketing, he's the clear-cut number one scoring option. Uh, Kobe White would be the number two, but he's kind of been hit or miss so far. He had a very good game last game with no Luka against, uh, going up against him. He went up against a diminutive Jalen Brunson, but I really like Zach Levine. Uh, outside of him, Otto Porter Jr. has been playing pretty well. I don't know if everybody's been seeing that, but he's getting the start with no Laurie Markkinen, and he's been playing pretty well at 6400 I can give him some consideration. Um, I do see a couple other people around that price tag, like Karis LeVert, that are pretty good. I mentioned Keldon Johnson. Uh, so I don't know how much too much – I won't have too, too much exposure to him, but he's been playing pretty good, and I, he's worth a mention. Uh, other guys that are that should be quality in this one, depending on who gets the start in this one and, and how many minutes he could play, we, we could look at Thaddeus Sung at 4,500 and – Patrick Williams at 4,200. I'm going to go with the starter. Whoever gets the starters one is solid value. I won't expect a blow-up game from either of them, but they can easily return value for you if you're paying up for the bigger guys down there. And something to keep an eye on is the center position with Wendell Carter Jr., who's been hit or miss lately. 
Uh, but we have a Daniel Gafford sighting, and he's been playing pretty well, getting extra minutes there. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on as we go, not in this particular game, but as we continue to move forward. Unless this turns into a blowout, then Daniel Gafford's going to get 20 or so minutes, uh, and that's a at 3,300 he could easily return value for you. So if you think this is going to be a big blowout, then you can look Gafford's way, but I don't think that's the case at the moment. Uh, but let's flip on over to the Portland Trailblazers side of things. Uh, and before I do that, I want to shout out uh, the the good fellows at Hoop Ball. Um, so quickly, guys, we need to pause the show for an announcement. It's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's that stuff, you ask? It's the Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruschi, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate nuggets, uh, exclusive content that you cannot find anywhere else it's not on the website it's not on any podcast it's not on any social media it's only in this email newsletter and you can sign up to get it for free just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds again the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 aaron brewski straight to your inbox and the fantasy pass guys so um i know the the draft is over you probably brewski 150 your way to a hell of a team and the season's just begun. Uh, so the Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. And now that we're into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for 5 bucks, and if you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, though, but it's always a nice option to have. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, a schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, in our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can all hang out with the HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team or your DFS lineups, learn who's in, who's out, the uh, inactives, uh, the starting lineups on each team when they get released, all this good stuff, but you will love it, guys. I, I'm in there all the time. It's a, it's a great way to get um, more exposure and, and just get into people's minds, uh, whether it's the pros or just interact with other people who love fantasy and want to want to share their thoughts and uh, ask some questions that you might have. Uh, so please do check it out. Head to hoopball-.com and clock on the fantasy pass ad just below the main media wall. If you do just want the DFS pass, that's only one ninety nine a month. Uh, so great value there. And you get all our articles, the discord uh, stuff as well and um, everything else that comes along with it. But do check that out. You guys will not regret it. So, but before we, I digress. Let's get back onto the Portland Trail Blazers side of things. Uh, so, obviously, Dame, Dame Dash is 9,800. He's an expensive guy. He's going against a team that he could absolutely torch. Uh, and he, the last two games, he started to shoot again. And that's welcome sight. He has 24 and 21 shots the last two games. He's only hit not uh, 21 of those shots, but he's taken them. Uh, and that's Close to 50% right there, so that's a, a very good percentage. Um, C.J. McCollum's also been shooting and shooting, and he's taken 23 and 21, so they're pretty close right there. And you can get McCollum for a $1,400 discount. I would lean towards Lillard, though, in this matchup. I know he's a little bit priced up. Uh, if you have the money, he's good, but I'm still going to lean towards uh, Jokic in this one, even price up more from that. Yusuf Nurkic, a guy that people are kind of uh, throw, ripping their hair out about. You probably you might have took it, taken him in the third round, likely the fourth, depending on your league. 
but this guy has just not been playing the way you expected. He's not even seeing the minutes the way you wanted to. And Enos Cantor is 5,400 right now, right under him, and he's been playing out of his mind. At some point, Nurkic is going to turn it around and bring back that, that game that we've been expecting. I think 6,400 in this type of matchup, in this type of environment, is very, uh, very reasonable. And I like him more than I've liked him um, in the last couple games that they've played. So uh, he's definitely in my player pool, depending on who I want in that util spot, because I re- uh, Jokic is is going to be Jokic in this matchup, so he's most likely taking my center spot in the majority of my lineups. But if I have a, a, another spot utility that I want to throw Jokic, or Nurkic is definitely in play there. And if I wanted to price down from Jokic in a couple lineups, which I will, um, Nurkic is definitely in play for me as well. More so than Cantor, even though Cantor's been playing awesome. Um, at some point, Nurkic is going to turn it around, and this is a great spot for him to do that. Same thing with Robert Covington. The guy hasn't scored in double digits this entire year so far. Again, only been to a handful of games, um, but... We expected more. He's doing the defensive stats. He's getting under six rebounds, uh, but he's almost he's scoring only six points a game. At some point, he can do that, and this is a very good spot for him as well if you think this game is going to be competitive for the most part. Outside of that, um, I'm going to go towards looking at the wings. One of Derek Jones Jr. and Gary Trent Jr. Uh, should be doing something in this game. Jones plays the minutes, but Gary Trent is the better shooter. And in a game that should be played high, high, high pace, uh, in a game that both teams struggle on the defensive end, I want to go with the shooter. And at 4,100, I think Gary Trent is a very good value here. Uh, if he sees 20 minutes, he can hit value. If he if he's hot like he was a couple games ago, he could probably creep up to 30 minutes. And he played 32 minutes in his last game. Uh, he only shot three of 11 from the field. But if we're going to give him Shots like that, I think he can easily get value if he can hit 11 or uh, take 11 shots. So that's where I'm pretty much looking at on Portland. Um, similar players to what we've been doing lately, but I'm going to throw in Gary Trent Jr. in there as well as a rock-solid uh, $44,000 option there in a game that is the highest total on the night and is a very paced-up spot with two teams in the bottom six defensively. Uh, so if you were listening, there's two games here that people are going to target and should be targeted in Chicago, Portland, Minnesota, Denver. Uh, Everybody else is a little bit paced down, but there are some good plays out there as well. Um, Before we head on off here, I just want to let everybody know if you want to follow me on Twitter or anything, my Twitter name is at Santino Cacone. And I do recommend everybody to go on and leave us a rate and review, uh, whether it's five star, one star, I hope it's five-star. Uh, but leave us a late rate and review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about the show. Uh, it'll help us to navigate towards your what you want um, and kick away what, what everybody doesn't want to want to hear. Uh, but, yeah, it lets us know how we're doing and what we can do better and what we can improve on. Uh, but, yeah, this was another quick show. I was hoping to go under 30 minutes. I'm just over 30 minutes. Uh, so there it is. But thank you, guys, and we will see you again tomorrow night. I believe it's myself and Mike. Ugh, but uh, that'll be tomorrow night on a 11-game slate for Wednesday. So thank you guys for joining us on the January 5th edition of Hoopball DFS today. I was Santino Cocone, and I will catch you guys again next time. Have a good one.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.